There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Susie Perry and welcome to the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. Today, we're in Valencia for the final round of what's been an incredible MotoGP season. Here is how the race was won. All eyes from our point of view on BT Sport are at the front. What a great start for Lorenzo and Rossi. A little wheelie from Marquez. That'll put him back behind the Suzuki. The Suzuki's coming up as well on the outside. Here's Ian O'Day. Blast up the inside. Ian O'Day manages to get that Ducati. The power of the Ducati laid on the deck and into turn one. He's second at the moment. Maverick Vinales now holding up Valentino Rossi, if you ask me. Valentino has made it forced by. Down has gone Danny Pedrosa. Oh, it comes Mark Marquez just... Well, if you're going to leave the door that wide open, Andrea, you're going to have Mark Marquez through it. Marquez can see Lorenzo now, whereas he couldn't before very clearly, and uh, that is going to motivate Marquez to something a little bit special. The world champion chasing the outgoing world champion. We couldn't finish (laughs) with better situations here. Here's Iannone. He's going to get under Iannone again in his favourite place. Passes Iannone. That will frustrate the the hell out of Iannone every time he gets the opportunity. Valentino sticks it under him. Then the power of the Ducati. Wow, that's close. close. Jorge Lorenzo wins at the Ricardo Tormo circuit from a fantastic revival from Mark Marquez at the line. Jorge, thank you, it says. And that is a very special way to end your days at Yamaha. Well deserved, of course, by Jorge Lorenzo. I mean, he's been the man in form from the start. Uh, you know, this weekend he's, he's been flawless. And after his little lull that he had in the middle of the season to come back here today, and I don't know if it's a new profile, this new front tire they brought, maybe gave him a little bit of extra confidence. He's been on it. He's just been fastest every session. And we saw that really, James, didn't we, at the start of the race. Let's have a look back at that because he, he kind of had it from this. We all knew, didn't we? Oh, the two Yamahas got an amazing start, as well as Mavic Vinales just on the outside. I mean, Ian only did his typical thing of passing about 17 people into turn <laughs> yeah. into second. But, um, but once he got to the front and the Ducati went into second, I knew then it was Lorenzo's opportunity to pull away because we knew Ian only couldn't stay with him all weekend, but we knew the Ducati's always, with the horsepower, but it's always difficult mm. to pass. But look at the Suzuki off the line as well. And, and what a great ride from Mavic Vinales. You know, it, it, uh, the, the, uh, the record score points for a Suzuki rider ever as well. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that young lad on a, on a Yamaha yeah, next year. He, he really managed to hang in there, didn't he, Maverick, really, until the final stages. And we know that there were tyre issues going on there. But Iannone, you know, he is a big story today, isn't he, really? Because what an extraordinary ride. I mean, he looked absolutely shattered, it, didn't it? It, yeah. it must be an Italian thing, because Mina looked exactly the yes, same in the three. He just wore out. But 
You know, it's uh, with all the wing and everything that's on there, that bike is heavy. We know it's heavy. Uh, here he is. Buttons. These guys are fighting. I think Valentino, here he goes right up the inside here. Valentino, that's always been one of his favorite passing spots in this track. Um, but, you know, you know, he held in there. Here he goes right up the inside. Oh, excuse me, pardon me. Yeah, it was a good fight. Those two, they were duking it out left and right. You really saw the, um, the, the pros and cons of a Ducati, though. You've yeah. got the horsepower, but in, in the tight sections, it's difficult to turn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On my straights, though, I mean, it was just, it, it was a real ooh-ah race, though, wasn't it? You know, when you're just shouting at the screen because we were all flinching and jumping. And that, that, that's what you want to see, though, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't for Lorenzo, to be honest, for most of the, the race. It was an amazing race for second, you know, until Mark has uh, found that pace at the end there. But, uh, um, you know, the, the Rossi, Vinales and, uh, and Iannone race was, was, was fabulous. Well, I think everybody was probably waiting for Marquez. Before we talk about Mark, let's hear from Andrea Iannone. I hope he's uh, managed to uh, pull himself together a little bit is with Gavin well Andrea congratulations in your last ride let's show you a t-shirt first of all thank you to Ducati from uh, the maniac it's been a special few years for you at Ducati two of those in the factory team what does it mean to you to stand on the podium for the final one I think it's impossible to close uh, in the best way no I was a uh, very good position I ride a fantastic race. I fight a lot with the best rider on the world, with Mark, with Vade, and uh, always when uh, when I have uh, uh, a feeling with the bike, I fight a lot. And uh, I fight is a great, great battle with Vade. At the last, I won. I arrive in front of him, and I'm very happy because uh, this permits me to stay on the podium. And uh, I need this because. Uh, it's my last race with, uh, with my team, with my guys, with Ducati. And uh, I live with uh, this incredible manufacturer, this incredible team. Four here, uh, the first two here in uh, Ducati Pramac, and uh, the last two here in the factory team, Ducati team. And these guys, all guys from Ducati Pramac, uh, and also doing these two here, support me at 100%, always believe in me, and uh, help me a lot to improve uh, my technique, my speed, everything. And uh, thanks a lot for this. Thanks a lot because uh, it's a very important moment. This for you is very, one of the, the most important moments of my career on my life. You said uh, earlier that there was pain. 16 laps to go. You, you knew it was there. How is that going to be when you start going testing? Is it, is it going to be an issue, do you think? I don't know. During the race, I have a lot of pain. But uh, so. I try to don't think. I start win with a normal antidolorific, not infiltration, because uh, it's a very difficult period for me. I stay at home and uh, it's impossible for me to train, to, to, to sleep very well, and it's very impossible to, very difficult to look the, the race on television. But uh, so, step by step, I try my best, especially with my head. I not, never give up and I try the best, uh, I think the best uh, in every moment. And uh, I recharge a little bit the battery, and this, this I think, is a good, a good uh, option, a good moment. And uh, from Sepang, when I come back, I come back very strong. And uh, so, unfortunately for the crash, but I, I want, I promise me and promise Ducati, I try the best in these last two races. And uh, so. I think we've seen that. All the best in your time with Suzuki. We know that starts on Tuesday. Wish you good luck and congratulations for the podium today, Andrea. Well done. Thank you very much.
Well, great to hear just how much that race meant to Andrea Iannone. We'll have a look at some of his moves in a minute, but we thought you might like to see this. The three World Championship winning bikes, teams, riders, waiting to go out to do a photograph that you might have caught a bit of Brad Binder standing over there with his brother Darren next to him, holding his gloves and looking after him, bits and pieces, going out to do that shot. And interestingly, I mean, it's the uh, Moto2 and Moto3 champions, when it's only Mark Marquez that didn't manage to hold on to the winners of Champions Day. Yeah. I've... Close though, wasn't it? Oh, the amazing rides from the, the champions, wasn't it, in, in the final race? Just keep that focus and that concentration after winning and achieving all your goals in a year. Let's uh, let's catch up with uh, Mark Marquez now. Gav's managed to grab a hold of him. Yeah, finally got a hold of Mark down here. He's just having a word with Polo Spargo. But Mark, I want to ask you first of all about the start, about what happened. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. What was it? What was the biggest mistake uh, of the of the race? Yeah, uh, we with that mistake, uh, I just uh, lose uh, many time in the first part of the of the race. But uh, I don't know why uh, the the clutch just started spinning, 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 and uh, I was nothing to do. Uh, just I was there waiting uh, to to find again the the power and uh, the torque. But uh, but yeah, it was too late. I lose many positions, and then I lose many time uh, behind Valentino and Janone because. Uh, in this circuit, like Valentino yesterday said, it's so difficult to overtake. And if you are much faster than the front rider, it's easy. But uh, if you are just uh, there to tens, three tens uh, in the time, it's so difficult and I lose a lot of time there. Uh, yeah, and that looked like you needed two more laps. If this had been a slightly longer race, you feel it would have been there. Did you feel as comfortable at the end as, you know, in those early laps? Yeah, in the end I was uh, really comfortable. Uh, you know, the, 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 the tyres started slide a lot, but uh, when it's light, you know, give me the same feeling like dirt track, like motocross, and, uh, and I like it. Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, I was in the limit, of course. I was pushing like uh, nothing to lose, just push. Uh, That's what we like. We will see what happened. And for that reason, I was able to catch uh, Lorenzo just remain three laps, but uh, you know, the race is 30 laps, so no excuse. A lot of uh, broadcasters like ourselves are watching live testing from Tuesday and on Wednesday as well. We're watching Jorge on the Ducati, we're watching Yanoni on the Suzuki as well. But you've got a lot to test, haven't you? A new bike, it sounds a lot different. It is it going to work for you? Because we could see today, you need something still in terms of the engine. Yeah, we need we need something today. You saw, no, uh, like uh, Ducati and also Yamaha. I lose a lot on the on the acceleration, but uh, okay. With this bike, we won the championship, so something we did well. Uh, now we have time this winter to, to improve. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, we have some, uh, well, the new bike, but uh, still we need to improve. Uh, still maybe on February we'll arrive another evolution, of course, but, uh, but yeah, on this uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, it's an important test for us for trying to improve this acceleration. Well, I don't know how you can improve on being world champion, but it's worrying for the rest if you do. Congratulations, Mark. Good ride again. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. A bubbly fizzing, Mark Marquez. Tyres, fellas. Let's have a chat about them. Tyres coming in, tyres going out. I mean, Mark was obviously waiting for his to come in there, James, and uh, just a couple of laps too late. Yeah, he chose the hard front, and one mm. thing Mark did say, that the bike wasn't great with the full fuel tank as well, and I think with the bad start, that really scuppered his Th chances of winning. What, yeah, that, that was really what it put it down to. If yeah. he could have got a better start, could have been different? He could have got away definitely quicker, and those first half a dozen laps would have been quicker without being behind the other guys, and he might have been in touching distance, but Lorenzo was, uh, was, was really untouchable for the first half of the race. What does that feel like when you've got a full tank of fuel, and you know your tyres are going to come in, but they're not quite in? You know, in, in terms of the feel of the bike when you're, when you're riding it, 
it. Well, over the years, they have moved the, the fuel in, in the traditional area of a road bike in front of you uh, uh, to underneath the seat, and you sat on it so that so the weight distribution's in the centre to mm. try and balance it out. But still, as a full fuel tank, you're still going to get that movement. And just looking at Lorenzo's so front tyre there, it's really difficult. But obviously, you went for the medium front, and, 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 uh, um, and Marcus went for the hard one. And what was nice for this weekend, it was one of the first times where the tyres actually did what they said what they were going to do on the tin. Because we saw in, in Mazzano with the soft front for Pedroza how much that kicked in and nobody expected it to and it yeah. shouldn't have done. Yeah. But here the hard one came good at the end of a race, which this is good to see for the riders and for the manufacturers. It's nice that the tyres have become more consistent. And we had three great days of weather. You know, we had two yeah. perfect days, Friday, Saturday. These guys are running lap after lap and figuring all that out. So, yeah, it, it did. It worked exactly like it was supposed to. And we saw Jorge's tyre at the end of the race at, in a close-up. Would you have expected Valentino's tyre to be worse than that with the amount of battling that he was doing with the Anoni, or would you think they'd pretty much be about Val the same? Valentina looked like he was struggling mm. mid-race. Early, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, early. It looked like in maybe full tank or, or the tire going off early, but it looked like he'd get in, especially turn one, he'd get in, get on side, he's looking left, but the bike just kept going straight, so he was definitely struggling a bit. Okay, well, we'll be hearing from him shortly, and uh, also Jorge Lorenzo. But let's just confirm today's race result then for you. The final race of the season went to Jorge Lorenzo's last race for Yamaha before that moved to Ducati. Mark Marquez, the world champion in second, and a brilliant race by Andrea Iannone, still coming back from injury. Valentino Rossi off the podium today at a track that he's not particularly keen on. Maverick Vagnal is hanging in there in fifth place. Then Paul Espargaro. Andrea De Vizioso, Aleix Espargo, Bradley Smith there in ninth, the top tip finish for the Brits, and Alvaro Bautista finishing out the top ten. So let's hear now from the race winner from today, Jorge Lorenzo. Well, Jorge, it's been a long time since you were standing on top of the podium at Mugello, but what a place to do it. Here in front of your home fans, but in your last ride for Yamaha. We'll leave that bottle down there because uh, there'll be lots more drunk tonight, won't there? Yeah, tonight the water will be <laughs> apart. I think we are going to drink another type of liquid because we have so, much, so many things to celebrate. And, uh, you know, I couldn't have a better end uh, of my stage in Yamaha. Uh, finally, I, luckily, I could get, uh, give this uh, last present to, to the factory, who support me so, many, so much these, these years. And, uh, you know, uh, amazing start, amazing first laps. I was lucky. I was lucky that Mark stayed behind in the the first part of the race because if not we will be very very complicated to win because he have a better pace at the end probably better uh, uh, better tires because my my tire on the on the leg was destroyed completely destroyed and i needed to push so much in the last 10 laps because i knew mark in second place he will attack at the maximum no so finally just for probably one or two laps i could uh, stay in first position and was enough to to cross the line and uh, win this last race no i I start in Yamaha with the pole position, I finish with the pole position, but also with the victory, so perfect uh, weekend. And it was classic Jorge, wasn't it? You were setting 131-1, one, two, three, four laps in a row. Out yeah. of all the years where you do that, was this one of those where you... I was uh, very, very um, focused, very precise all the race. Uh, very comfortable, no? Very comfortable, very flowing. The problem was that uh, from the middle of the race, the... The left side of the tire, of the rear tire, start to drop so much. So in the, when I touch the throttle, the, the rear slides so much, and I needed to be very, very smooth to avoid this hard slide. No? Uh, so in the last five laps was very difficult, in, especially in the last corner. The, the bike was going, going away. No? 
Well, amazing performance today by Jorge Lorenzo. I'm standing next to Eugene Laverty. We're just discussing his airbag technology. Just talk us through this airbag technology, Eugene. We'll use you before you leave us. Yeah, it, when it's green and yellow, that means good. That's just it switched on. When it starts flashing, then you've usually been thrown into the air. So okay. it's a nice little reminder when yeah. you forgot to switch it on. And not that you can see it flashing when you're in the air, of course, although everything <laughs> does go into slow motion. Fortunately, no going in the air to, today for you. A, a 16th place uh, finish. Possibly you might have wanted something a little a little stronger than that today, but it's a tricky track, this one, isn't it? Definitely, it wasn't a strong race. I really struggled in the start with this bike to, to get the thing turned and uh, struggled most of the race. So lap times were, weren't bad in the beginning, but I just didn't have the grip to hang with those guys late on. Yeah, so going to World Superbike, we know, but but not maybe completely taking both feet out of this paddock. You may be in and out a little bit. Tell us about that. I try. I'm going to be testing the MotoGP bike for Aprilia as well, so I'm scheduled to be on the bike here Tuesday and Wednesday. So it'll be a nice little comparison, having ridden the uh, Ducati here and then jump across to Aprilia. So um, looking forward to that. And then the following week, I'm in to ride the superbike as well, so it's going to be a busy 10 days. Yeah, so 2017 really starts for you right now, doesn't it? Yeah, one day off and then we start again, so uh, <laughs> not much of an off-season. Yeah, it's a, so um, managed to pass your test, your car test in Monaco at the weekend. Yeah, uh, that was the, the theory <laughs> side of it, so uh, and now I have to actually find it. It's for the motorbike, actually. Oh, it's for your bike, yeah. is it? I can. Um, in theory, I can ride a motorbike, but I really got to go and do the practice side. In, and in ride theory, yeah. <laughs> We've seen you ride a motorbike. I heard you were more nervous about that than you were about any race you've ever done. Yeah, it's such a ridiculous thing. I failed it a couple of times. I thought, I cannot be bothered going and studying and all the rest again, so I finally passed it. So, yeah, at least that's been a good thing this week. <laughs> well, we wish you luck with the, with the main <laughs> test. If you need any tips, you know, there's plenty of professionals here. Yeah, true. Thank you. <laughs> Eugene, lovely watching you. Thank you very much, and uh, good luck in World Superbikes. And we look forward to seeing you back with your, with your testing as well. Perhaps maybe doing a couple of races as well. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you. And a glorious season we have had this season as the sun goes down on MotoGP, our final day before all the testing starts in two days' time. Over my shoulder, you can see a little bit of chat going on. Bit of and a few fireworks there. Uh, Sam Lowe's, who will be speaking to imminently. Uh, we're going to go all Moto2 now. The race results today for you. We know that Sam took a brilliant fourth place from Alex Rins, but it was Joan Zarco stamping his authority all over the rest of the field. Tom Luti was second, and a great ride by Franco Morbidelli struggling with tyres towards the end of that one. Takanakagami was sixth, Matteo Pasini seventh, Jonas Folger eighth, Danny Kent was in the top ten, a good finish for him, and Marcel Schrotter was in tenth place. So let's have a look then back at the fantastic Moto2 race we saw today in Valencia. Luti has got second place. Morbidelli has been pushed back to third. Sam Lowe's is going to go for it. Sam Lowe's grabs fourth place at the line. Zarco goes through. Luti second. Fantastic. Morbidelli in the end down in third place. Lowe's will get fourth from Rins. That's a fantastic finish for the Brits. And what a way to end your day. Sam Lowe's obviously with us here. Um, great day for you. Now, that, yeah, I know you wanted to win the championship, <laughs> but let's just talk about today's race because it was a fantastic result, really, coming to fourth. Uh, such yeah. tremendous competition at the front it's been this year. Yeah, that race was great. The top five guys in the championship were the top five guys in the race. And coming off the three results, everyone knows how bad there was. Um, coming to this weekend, have no crashes and have a race where I started a bit further back and to come forward with a good pace. Now, that's a good way to finish the year. I feel quite confident. This year's been a story of highs and lows. And, and the potential's there, and that's the most important thing I'll take to my GP. Yeah, um, 
you, you know this boy really well. Was yeah. there anything he, he could have done differently? No, no, I mean... some races, no. <laughs> we could have finished more races, probably crashed less, but we'll talk about that yeah. later. No, I mean, it's been, it has been a learning year. And, you know, it's only a learning year if it's when you look back and you've got to take in those mistakes and you know them. You're the hardest person on yourself. And like you said, you've came with a different attitude this weekend and it showed, didn't it? Just being a little bit more patient, obviously working on your race pace. And, I mean... You've, I guess you have to take this forward into MotoGP because then things can bite you, as you know. Yeah, I think it's a whole different different story when you go there. I think a lot of out, outside things help you more maybe there. And you know, this year, the first half of the season was great. Second half, we all know how it went. And you know, I'm still proud of what we achieved in, in many ways, and I've learned so much. You've got to remember, it's only my third year in this paddock, and it's a lot different to the other one. And uh, we're not criticising you, Sam. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Sam, your tenacity, because you know when you do have uh, big crashes, and, you, and it's fair to say you've had your fair share of crashes this year. Um, where, where does this, this sort of will and this confidence come from to think I can win this race? I can get back on and win this race. I think that's just something that you, you have or you don't have, and uh, you know I believe in myself. I Here's will, Joanne. Uh, <laughs> Good job, mate. <laughs> I believe in myself, and I think that, you know, like Good I job, said, the, the potential's there. I just need to, yeah, definitely crash less. Yeah, well, I think you need to have that. A bit like this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Jean Zarco, hello. Congratulations. An incredible season for you. Another one, back-to-back, -back, double Moto2 world champion. Has it managed, have you managed to let it sink in? Because it looked today as though you really wanted to stamp your authority on the track and show the others that you are number one. Yeah, it was... The strategy was not to show that I'm number one, it was just to try to win the race. And uh, after analyzing the qualifying, when I got the pole position, I could see that I was lucky because Franco and Tom were really fast and even faster than me. So starting from pole, I said, this is the opportunity. Stay with them, disturb the pace, and uh, after 15 laps, you, you should be better. And exactly it worked like this. So I'm really happy to, the strategy worked well and I got a victory. Um, early on in the race, it was probably the best Moto2 race we've seen for a long time. This might sound silly, were you trying to put on a show? Because we don't normally see you ride like that. That was the, almost the Mar Marquez just passed them back the next corner. There was a lot of that happening. Was you aware of why you was doing that or was it just, it uh, felt right? No, I just, we, we were aware with the team that I can feel confident. I think the warm condition helped me to, to feel confident on the bike. And uh, it was the way because if I let them go stay leading the race i think i could not follow them so i'm just happy that uh, I, for sure after five years in moto 2 i have to overtake people so <laughs> it was the time <laughs> well, uh, well there was some action at, at silverstone between the pair of you as well but you seem to have uh, put that behind you and uh, moved on and i guess you have to as, as a racer yeah you know obviously that's how it is i'd like to say well done to joanne you know first person to win back championships in Moto2 and you know me and him we get on well there's no problem there and uh, like again today he showed uh, very good pace and hopefully next year we can have some more battles and yeah in the seasons to come yeah why not will be uh, I think it's nice to have four riders newcomers to to, uh, to go in MotoGP and uh, we saw this year nine different winners yeah. it means that uh, we can dream and uh, put the target quite high and Joanne, your opinion on Franco Morbidelli, he's been really strong towards the end of the season and he looked like he was um, kind of really pushing you there to the, towards the end. He has uh, a great team with experience and they are really able to, to give him a good bike. So I think uh, next year he's going to be the guy fighting for the title with Tom because Tom after all this year and with a lot of experience, he will win races again. So um, we're going to have the, these two guys and I think more Baldassari is the the second Italian that can, can come stronger next year. And what about you two now? I mean, you get a lot of time off. That's one day. 
Yeah. And, then, and, and then it all starts again on Tuesday. T different positions, obviously. Sam, you've ridden the MotoGP bike a few times. What advice can you give Johan? It's obviously... Uh, no, I, but seriously, what advice? Because you, no, you, <laughs> know, you know yeah, that transition. In, uh, What's he to look out for? He rode a little bit to Suzuki in Japan, I think. And we yeah, spoke yeah well, about I was in it. June. Nice fitting. said it was good. You know, I think we're all going to have to be back to school on Tuesday. I've ridden the bike a little bit, but you know, not for a couple of months. And the first thing I think going down this straight is going to feel a lot shorter on uh, Tuesday morning. But you said you was going to try and outbreak Rossi straight away. Yeah, well, you got to you know aim high, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's been a joy watching you. We look forward to seeing both of you up in the Premier Class next year. Congratulations Thanks. on your championship, Joan. Let's you, confirm the standings then and wrap this one up. Moto Two. It went like this: the world title went to that French man there, who is the most successful French rider ever, Joan Zarco. Lovely to chat with him. Tom Luti came second in the end, and Alex Rins took third spot. Franco Morbidelli up to fourth, and Sam Lowe's ended up fifth as he moved up to MotoGP. Takeda Kagami sixth, as Jonas Folger seven. Lorenzo Baldassare was eighth, and then Simone Corsa wrapping up that top ten. So that was Moto2 for you. Photographs being taken, and there are your three world champions doing the obligatory selfie. And I bet when we go to comms now, they'll probably be doing their own selfie in there. You wait, chaps. We don't need to do it. Oh, hang on a minute. Press the button, Keith. You know what? I'll press the button, shall I? That's the first time you've shut me up all year. <laughs> Brilliant year. 2016, but I think I already want to look forward to 2017. Well, it starts on Tuesday, so we can. Yeah, uh, a lot to look forward to in 2017. A lot yeah. of amazing changes going on for next year. I think the... Probably the biggest shift in power and people that we've seen virtually ever in one overwinter period coming up. It's, it, it's true. I mean, Lorenzo, nine years, all of his Moto Grand Prix career with Yamaha. And people behind the scenes, people that have been 20, 25 years with different teams are moving yeah, to, it's to other places. An, an astonishing change. A new team, KTM, coming through. But I'll tell you what, after today, you're known on the Suzuki. That's well, going to be interesting. I think Jorge has also answered a few questions, hasn't he? A lot of people were worried, including Ducati, I would imagine, with the fact that... Uh, including us, I think. Well, I think that now that we've seen just again what he's capable of when everything just lines up for him, it's going to be a really interesting Tuesday. Live, of course, 9 o'clock, BT Sport 2. I'm going to be watching it. I don't know about you. Uh, yep, Tuesday and Wednesday, I think, uh, the, the broadcast for the test loads to come still this year and then and the fact that we've got you know the situation with Aprilia with KTM riders that we love moving across there it's difficult to think we're going to better this season Keith but I wouldn't mind having a guess that we'll see some spectacular stuff by the by 12 months time and we're going to be back of course all through the year next year with you hope you've enjoyed it so far this year Let's have a look back then on track at how Brad won the yo-yo race. This lot are going to be tense. Ooh. And there's Binder. Ooh. Hello, Brad. As he moves his way through. What were we saying? Yeah, Brad Binder back in the second place then. It's going to be a breaking manoeuvre down the world. Turn one, the 90 mile an hour left-hander. Brad Binder hits the front and Mia nearly hits Brad Binder. But it's going to be down to the last corner, Ben. Is he going to make it up the inside? Mia, no, he's not. He gets his nose wiped by Brad Binder, the world champion. He has timed it to perfection. He'll weave from side to side out of the pit lane entrance. Surely he'll just make it to the line as a winner. Brad Binder wins from Jack. Oh, and Mia the Magnificent from Mino in third place.
Well, what, what a race that was. It was absolutely, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? We're just standing here with Brown. I said, is that the first time that you've seen it? It must be quite different when you stand here watching it to when you're going round on the bike, though. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looked a whole lot easier on the highlights, that's for sure. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> well, we thought it was difficult enough. So um, tell us what you thought had gone on there, where you ended up losing all those places and actually get, finding yourself back in 21st spot. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the strangest thing happened. Uh, went through turn two, then through turn four, five and six and a high side in all of them because the thing just bogged out and then when the power came back in, it almost spat me off. So honestly, I thought there was a bit of oil going onto my back tyre or something. But, uh, you know, I pulled off the side of the track, had a good look, there was nothing wrong and then carried on. Unfortunately, I lost like 20 places in the meantime. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just the 20 places. Have you found out subsequently what it was? Was it some sort of electrical glitch or...? Uh, you know, honestly, my guys, they've checked it out and they, they're not sure what it is either. They can see something went wrong, but we don't know what. Well, it's a hell of it's a hell of a ride to come back so, from there, though. Isn't yeah, it? that's where, that's where I'm going with this. Is how do you regain? We've all had these little things happen, but to regain your composure, come back from 21st back to the lead, it was off. And you said you actually were playing with them. You were repositioning yourself uh, a little bit. Is that true? Yeah, you know, uh, I managed to catch the guys with I think five laps to go. And uh, honestly, by that point already, my tyres were goners. Like, I was struggling. I was waiting. Like, I was pushing a front on, on the entry of every corner. So uh, I went to the front just to see what I was like, came back, let, let a couple of guys pass so I could just make sure I was coming onto the main straight uh, with one lap to go in second. And then, yeah, got the pass done and then blocked off all the lines till the end. So I was stoked to get the win again. That's why he's world champ. He's got exactly. it all figured out. Exactly. <laughs> and moving up now to Moto2. And it's been a real joy and a treat to watch you this, this season. And I'm sure it will be next year. We wish you all the best in Moto2. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Brad. All right, let's wrap this one up then and confirm the standings for Moto3. There he is then at the top of the pile, Brad Binder. Thank you so much, Brad, for your time this season. And Ea Bastianini, second place. And Jorge Navarro was third, Peko Bagnaia fourth and Gian Mir fifth and the rookie of the year as I mentioned earlier. Fabio Di Gianantonio ended up in sixth place. Nicola Buliga, that shoulder injury definitely hampered him on track today. Kornfall was ninth, Locatelli eighth, Locatelli was ninth and Romano Fanati of course we didn't see too much of this season still made it into the top ten. Let's catch up now with another world champion and really a MotoGP legend who we know has been testing for Ducati, but he's also taking on a new role with the team. We've been seeing that quite a lot here this weekend, and he's also going to be helping Jorge Lorenzo come into that team. So that's going to be fascinating to watch. And uh, Neil caught up with him. Well, OK, so that was a pretty special race from Andrea Rianone. We just said before we came on air, I didn't see that one coming, did you? Uh, not really, to be honest. I mean, he got a blistering start from the third row to, to, to sort of get up into P2, I believe, like straight off the bat. And that was, um, you know, he just fought tooth and nail to the right till the end. And, uh, you know, a massive, massive surprise for us. It sort of shows, really, what this bike's capable of. Sometimes it looks like, from the outside, you need to just grab hold of it and just be a bit forceful. Is it, I mean, obviously, you ride this motorcycle when you're testing. Is that, is that right? I'd say so. I think um, Andrea just fought really really hard then you know especially in his breaking point he, he wasn't going to give an inch so um that's never sort of been my strength breaking point i'll always find a different way to sort of get the most out of it but um i mean it seemed to be working pretty well everywhere there's a couple of little weaknesses that we what we've noticed and we've had all weekend um but he did the best with, with what he had and uh you know managed to, to scrap out a really good result 
And can you tell us about Tuesday? Obviously, we know you're here for the test. It's a massive day for Ducati, the biggest day since probably Valentino rode the bike for the first time. Can you tell us exactly what your role's going to be? Uh, basically, just here to, to watch and help the transition. Um, you know, having transitioned from a Japanese manufacturer to the Italian, there's, there's quite a lot of differences, and uh, it, it can be a shock to the system. You know, they, they run things very, very differently. But, um, you know, this bike has been and shown itself more than capable this year. Uh, Jorge's showing his, uh, showing his worth today, even though Mark gave him uh, one hell of a challenge there. But uh, no, it's something we've all been really looking forward to, and especially just getting the data from him, seeing what he wants to do, seeing what he wants from the bike in the future, uh, and then we can work over the winter to, uh, to try and give him that. And when's the next time we'll see you out on one of these red things? Uh, should be at Malaysia test at the beginning of the year, but we're, we're still you know, not 100% on, on dates and all that sort of thing. Uh, and until we see um, when we have new parts uh, and some you know, reason to test, we, we don't know future tests after that just yet. Last question quickly, what's your gut feeling? Is he going to go quick straight away or is it going to feel a bit weird? I hope he doesn't, to be honest. Um, you know, you, you never get on a bike and just you know, go hammer down and that's never been Jorge's way. You know, he always gets out there and grinds it out. And uh, you know, after so many years on a bike, there's I think not many people, if any, in the grid, in the, on the grid that have been that many years on one manufacturer and yeah. then changed. Uh, but he's been able to win on every bike he's ever ridden and uh, I've got no doubt he can do the job on Ducati. As always, Casey, absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much, you too. We've seen incredible winners, Jorge Lorenzo, and then our two world champions, of course, in Johan Zarco and, and Brad Binder. But let's hear from our British boys now. Bradley Smith first. Well, Bradley, I've seen some exhausted-looking riders. You are completely finished, aren't you? I know you've had food poisoning all weekend. Then we've got your knee and the most physical little nasty car park track in the world. How on earth did you manage that? Great ride today, mate. Yeah, thank you. It's... Uh... A little bit frustrating because it would have been like, like nice to be in the in the part for me um, for the last one, but I always knew it was going to be tough. Paul goes extremely well uh, here, has done pretty much all, his whole career. So um, it was a tough ask, but as Bezo was hanging in there with Cal, um, you know, before before he made made the mistake there, and um, yeah, after he went down, I had a couple of laps that just. You know, you're like, okay, wh where am I? I'm in no man's land. I got like 10 seconds behind and, and five seconds in front. So, um, just... Uh, well done, Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> There's the boss, Herve. Yes. So, yeah, it was just a case of, of getting it done. Um, you know, ninth position. The the road to recovery was, was long and tough. Um, I probably never expected to be able to turn up here and, and finish, you know, ninth, uh, you know, even a month ago or even when I first rode a, a lap in Japan. So it's been amazing. As always, as a rider, you want more. It would have been really nice to, to give these boys, you know, one last thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, one, two top uh, in the in the satellite race today, um, 25 seconds back, ninth position. Um, I'm in one piece and uh, yeah, I can go on to my, my new adventure on Tuesday now. Well, let's quickly talk. Cal, I don't think I really want to talk about today. I don't want to really dwell on this weekend because I want to talk about the season as a whole. We come to the end of it. It's been a brilliant year. You've taken your first two victories. Let's forget Valencia. Is that all right? Um, no, because we have to improve on Valencia. Um, I didn't feel comfortable all weekend here. Uh, we never had the right setting with the bike and in the race. I felt okay. I actually felt a lot better after 10 laps than, than what I did at the start of the race. 
We felt the we know the front pressure of, uh, went up way, way too high, a lot higher than what we'd had all weekend. So I settled into a rhythm and thought, okay, you know, I have to, I have to finish. But then I started to be able to push because uh, the front tire pressure went back down. Um, and then evidently uh, I crashed. I uh, went over the limit of of my package today, and uh, yeah, I didn't finish the race. But we've had an incredible season as a team. Um, I felt I've rode well, but I want to improve for next year. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit sweet because we've had two two fantastic wins and, and some great podiums. Um, we, you know, we've had more wins than a lot of the factory riders, which is which is great. We had one in the wet, one in the dry. Uh, we have to take the positives from the season, and and, and that's them. So, uh, my team did a fantastic job all year. You know, it's not been an easy season, especially with our bike, with our uh, with Honda. You know, it's uh, it's been difficult for for Mark and Danny. You saw Danny this weekend, he's crashed twice as well, which is really unlike Danny's because we're overloading that front as per usual. Um, and hopefully, you know, what we're going to be testing on Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe that will be the, the start of, of new things to come uh, with our bike. Fingers crossed, because that can only get better from here after what's been a, a great year. Congratulations, Carl, on, on 2016 and lots more hopefully in 2017 too. Cheers, thanks, Gavin. You know, from, from my point of view, um, everyone at BT Sports has done a fantastic job. So. It's nice to to be able to give give something back to the to the people that watch at home. You know, we we try our best. We're busy all weekend, as you know, uh, but we try and give our time. And uh, we're glad that you know the, the MotoGP season again has been on uh, on BT Sport, and hopefully for for years to come. Hey, sure, the fans appreciate that too. Cheers, Cal. Cheers, thanks, guys. Guarantee it. You paid him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's got to say something nice at one point about us all year, doesn't he? Did uh, Cal just? Did he just give us props? That was I a compliment. That, that was, was a compliment. compliment. <laughs> he's like, I told you he's been in a good mood ever since he's had a baby, and then he's won races. He's the charmer. It, well, listen, two wins this year. Let's just let's just take that in for a minute because what a phenomenal season he had and has to be a massive, massive highlight. Certainly one of my highlights of the season. Uh, you know, incredible, um, in incredible journey for him, really, to come from the start of the season when a lot of people, quite frankly, wrote him off, James. Well, he had a shocking start, didn't he? But, you know, choosing those hard, uh, wet ties in Bruno, that was a little bit fortunate, you could say. But uh, the Australian one certainly wasn't fortunate. That was just out-and-out out talent. And uh, we know he has got the talent. And I, I hope that the package he gets next year from Honda is going to be capable of more of it. Yeah, well, we're we'll good to see him get that, that package, that safety package around him. Highlights for you this year, Gav? Uh, for me, it's... Well, you saw with Cal there, he was saying about the Honda. It hasn't been the best package. We saw it today as well, didn't we? It's struggling still down the straight, but the Mark's won on it. And for me, it's all been about that control crashing. Yeah. That's something that he seems to have invented this year. Finding the limit by sort of crashing really slowly, having it... Semi under control. Well, like a sexy crash. Well, kind of, kind of. But when he saves it at Bruno, for example, we saw it in slow motion. He was desperate that the cameras caught it. That, for me, was one of the highlights. It just says everything about Mark's season. Yeah, you, you love Mark Marquez. Yeah, that? yeah, you do. You always but talk about him. Don't we all? Don't we all? Don't we, we love we all like him? Of course, of course. <laughs> a huge respect for every single guy yeah. and, and girl out there on the track. Neil, for you, what stands out? Uh, probably intermediates. Oh, um, stop it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I won 100 yeah. pounds off Julian Ryder with those intermediates, remember? So, no, my highlight Have was... you checked it against the light? <laughs> I haven't, actually. No, John McPhee and Cal winning yeah. on the same day yeah. in Bruneau. Two British winners, was uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? It's been, been a vintage season, hasn't it, Colin? It has, and my highlight will be the tyres and new electronics. This is a new age, everything's brand new, all these guys, and they did a great job, and uh, hats off to Michelin. Pulling it off. Yeah, completely. Anybody could have done better for you? Disappointments? 
Oh, crikey. Uh, I think Rins uh, for me in Moto2, uh, just off the, the top of my head. Uh, and I think Iannone could have been more consistent this year. Um, but other than that, we've seen some great ri riding all season. Well, if he'd ridden like he rode today, it would have been a different story, Gav, wouldn't it? Yeah, 25 different winners, though, for the whole season uh, that we've had. That's unheard of. Nine in MotoGP, nine in Moto3. Some people didn't live up in Moto3 and maybe in MotoGP like Ducati, as you say, but... It is a classic vintage year, as you mm. say. You enjoyed it, Neil? Yeah, I loved it. I thought Gav was disappointing at yeah. times. Yeah. I, there, was, there was one occasion... I'll hold my hands up. I will. You, you I will. fluff one line, the Mr. Perfect. You know, I think um, Antonelli was uh, yeah. my, my biggest disappointment in Moto3. The, like the standout guy who underperformed. And final words from Colin Edwards at the end, the old Texas Tornado. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. It's been oh. awesome. I look forward to being back here with you all in 2017. Ah, there you go, you see, you heard it here. There's a big boom for that one. Uh, yeah, that's right. We will all be back uh, for next season. Colin, Neil, Gav, JT, myself and Craig as well. But don't forget, the 2017 season starts on Tuesday. Now, I wouldn't normally be that excited about testing, to be honest, because it is quite boring when you're watching it normally, isn't it? But not on Tuesday, because we've got new riders, new bikes, loads of things to talk about. And we are showing it right here on BT Sport Live from nine o'clock in the morning. So we're going to go out with a bang here for the 2016 season that we think really has been one of the best, some great world champions and what action we've seen all year. Join us in Qatar 2017 and we'll do it all again. Thanks very much for your company. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 